What's going on, guys? I'm Alex. And I'm Steve. And this is Black Series Rebels, episode 44. And it's two days after May 4th, so that means this video's kind of relevant. Not yes. really. But you guys, we have one thing to say, and one thing only to say, and that is thank you. Thank you guys so much for making this last pin drop another very successful pin drop. We are what, Steve? Sold out. That's right, you guys. Because of all of your amazing support, coming out to Pin Palooza, meeting up us up, up with us at Star Wars Night, we have just felt the love this week. And because of you, we get to keep making this show. We get to fund this set. We get to fund our giveaways. We get to pay our editors. We get to pay rent in this little thing. We keep doing this show that we love so much because of your generous support. So thank you guys. You have no idea how much it means to us. Seriously, we are blown away every month. It's like. We, we feel like we're not worthy of it, so thank you. Yeah, seriously, thank you. And speaking of giveaways, we have a giveaway winner to announce mm. in the BSR Solo Black Series figure set giveaway. And that winner is... YouTube user Mike Newman. Mike Newman, congratulations. Woo! You are the winner of the BSR Solo giveaway. You did it, Mike you Newman. You did it, Mike Newman. You're a winner. You're the winner. Now that you're the winner, Get in touch with us. Shoot us a direct message. That way we can send you your prizes. Because if you don't get in touch with us, what are you going to do, Alex? I'm going to find someone on the street named Mike Newman. I'm going to hand them a box of Han Solo Black Series figures. I'm going to pull them in really close. And I'm going to say, these are yours now. Kiss them gently on the cheek and say, you will remember this moment for the rest of your life and vanish into thin air. So, Mike, if you don't want some other person to vanish into thin air and get you want your prize... Get in touch with us, pal. <laughs> you guys, if you are new to our show and you're like, this intro is bizarre, we are a <laughs> weekly YouTube Star Wars talk show. I don't know what I'm watching right now. We get sweaty on news, reviews, interviews. Be sure to subscribe to our channel, like this video, and leave a comment with, uh, I don't know, like, we don't really have much Star Wars stuff to talk about. So why don't you leave a comment with, like, your greatest fear? Ooh. Like, just whatever it is. Like, subscribe to our channel, like this video, and leave a comment with your greatest fear. Like, mine is dying before I see a new Star Wars movie. What's your greatest fear, Steve? Peeing in the dark in the middle of the night when I've just woken up. Is it really? No, but it just sounded scary. Briefly, I was afraid of getting poked in the eyes. You ever been afraid of getting poked in the eyes? No, it's never come up. Just so you guys know, you're in for the greatest episode of Black Series Rebels ever. ever. So, have fun. Hey, Steve! Yeah, Alex? Man, what's going on this week in Star Wars news? Hey, Steve. Yeah, Alex? What's going on this week in Star Wars news? How about a new animated series? How about that? Created by Dave Filoni. How about that? Takes place before The Force Awakens. How about that? Called Star Wars Resistance. How about that? Done in an anime style. How about that? We're going to get cameos from Oscar Isaac voicing Poe Dameron. How about that? And Gwendolyn Christie How about voicing that? Captain Phasma. How about that? <laughs> Coming this fall. How about that? What do you think? <laughs> Sounds cool. Uh, I think this is this is a cool announcement. Like I like the little uh, art asset they did with it, like BB-8 being like, boop, <laughs> like poking his head in. Uh, I think that it's got... A, a, a good opportunity for the for us to get some more Star Wars fix between my Star Wars. Not gonna lie, Solo's coming out, and I'm. It's weird. I I don't feel Star Wars fatigue, but Infinity War like like sucked all the like nerd hype I could possibly have for something like out of my body, and I feel like I'm like the English patient in the bathtub, just like <laughs> I need to soak in all of my. Nerd energy. I need you to come behind me. Need some me. Epsom salts. I need you to and... come behind me and like cradle me. Ooh, be like, here we go. Sounds like a new pin idea. Just <laughs> a pin of us just cradling each other in a bathtub that just says like Star Wars fatigue. Uh, but so I'm excited about this, but it's one of those things where I'm just like, I'll be more excited once Solo, like we see it, we love it, we're excited. And then around the time that that comes out, I think I'll be ready for like Star Wars, Star like Wars narrative content yeah, to really take. I think in. I think we went like, Last Jedi, Last Jedi, oh my God, Last Jedi, and then we got like we came to it, we saw it, we were like, Yeah, and we're riding it, riding it, riding it, and then now we've sort of had a like a second to kind of go, and now it's like Solo. You know what? You know like when you're exhausted, and so you take another 
like caffeine pill. Mm -hmm. That was the excitement after Last Jedi. And we, we like rode that adrenaline up until like the solo trailer. And then it was like, <sighs> so I, cool. Like I'm excited that they finally announced it. We knew this was coming. Yeah. So it's kind of news that wasn't news. Everyone had been hinting, it's called the resistance. It's called the resistance. Everyone kind of been hinting at that. I'm excited about the fact that it's 2D animation, I'm assuming. I l always like the look of that more mm -hmm. than unless it's like Pixar yeah. or like a high budget digitally animated CG movie. I prefer 2D animation. Yeah, I think I may, because you know, I've had a hard time watching the Star Wars animated series. Some of that has also had to do with is me being a grandpa and having the only animated movies I see are in theaters. And it's usually a Pixar, or a, a DreamWorks type thing. Yeah. And the cartoons that I remember watching as a kid were very much in the 2D style. And I think maybe I'll have a better reaction to it, I hope, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. I'm pumped for it. We'll see. It'll be cool. Yeah. Like, how about that? It'll be a like, little <laughs> weekly, little, weekly little sprinkle of Star Wars. You how know, about that? To, to, the bite us by till the next thing. How about I'm that? I'm stoked for it. You want some new? You want some more news? Please. All right, moving on. We got another solo BTS teaser trailer. I don't know what you really want to call it. It's like a because there's a lot of new footage. It's in like it? a character trailer. Okay. So like I would say it's like a character, like a character post, a character but spot, a, but a spot. I would call it like a character spot. So it was like all about Han. I saw it. It was great, good fun stuff. Feel like again, Infinity War. It, it makes. Here's the thing. It makes sense why they left Solo away yeah. from Infinity War, but now it feels like daunting to get excited about Solo post Infinity War. So that Han trailer's cool, but I wasn't like, yeah, it wasn't enough. I'm still in the bath, soaking. Still soaking? I'm still soaking. Am I still holding you? Yeah. Okay. Only, let's see if you can get me out. <laughs> All right, well, another little thing on Solo. We also got Donald Glover did a video where he took us on the tour of Lando's Millennium Falcon. This was awesome. We got to see the master's quarters. Mm -hmm. We got to see my favorite part, which was his, like, cape closet. <laughs> it was very funny, but also, like, maybe because I'm, a, like, a pretentious nerd, but I was like, all right, I get it with the capes. Like, it feels like everyone is like, <laughs> capes! And I'm kind of like, all right, like... We see the movie now. They keep talking about his cape closet. Like, it's the raddest, like, <laughs> it's hilarious. It's like, of course he has a cape closet. It's Lando Calrissian. Well, I got to tell you, there's all kinds of, like, compartments. There's, like, a bed that in an area I never realized before. There's, like, a bar where you can go make the coffee, some cocktails, some, that, like, That, to me, was fruit. more interesting. Like, I'm going, what did Han do to this fucking thing? I think it's all still there. <laughs> I just don't think we've ever gone to see it. Like, I don't think Han is like, hey, let me get you back to the, no. the Han's busy kitchen. like, yeah, just stack shit over there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like it's all still there. Or maybe he, like, gutted it all out and made smugglers, like, compartments for it. Mm. But, because I feel like we've only ever seen, like, the hallway from this. So it's, like, the cockpit down, and then we go down to the shooting thing. I think that's all the other side, where he keeps his capes in his cape closet. His cape closet. <laughs> cape closet! No, no, it was very funny. I liked it a lot. I thought it was really cool. The, my favorite part is when he was like, in the hyperdrive handles, this never gets boring. Yeah. Like, it's it. You could see that joy mm -hmm. from Donald Glover. Uh, this one's great. I think we're going to be getting a ton of this. They're going to need to get me out of that tub. They're going to They're gonna need a lot of character spots to get me out of that tub because you wore me out. I'm spent. I'm like this, like, no. Oh. You know what I mean? Like, I love you, sweetie, but I'm tired now. I can't again. <laughs> Alex Sneeping. Alex Sweepy. He nappy wappy. I can't again. <laughs> We've had it. 
All right. <laughs> well, the next thing up in news, this sort of, I had to laugh because I feel like each week I have, like, this new thing again, this new thing again, sort of like when Ron Howard was tweeting there for a while. But guess what, Alex? What, we Steve? got another solo poster this week. And you want to know what? We didn't get another solo poster. It's not a new solo poster. But there's not orange on it. It's yellow. Okay. It's the ex- it's Taco Bell. These are Taco Bell posters. It's the same five ingredients in different shapes. Every single poster. Like, Pete... Okay, I know you're you're going to Costa Rica, so you might not have time to send Pete the most amazing assets Oh, when this package. thing airs, I'll be in Costa Rica. Yeah. So, Pete, if you can... Use all the posters, because I want to prove my point. You'll see, they're all the same, like, eight poses over the, the, the 30 but posters. But again, I feel like we're, like the Ron Howard tweets, it's like we're having the same conversation week after week after week. It's like Solo will always be the victim of talking about the same things about Solo. The same poster, the same Ron Howard tweet, the same director drama, the same this, the same that, the whatever. But, I mean, listen... Is it a cool poster? Sure. You get it when you go see it at Dolby AMC. At Dolby AMC. Cinema, yeah. You got to go to Dolby AMC to get that bad boy. You going to go? Yeah. <laughs> no, I you're am. not. I'm going to go to I'm gonna Arclight. Oh, I'm going to go to Arclight. I'm going to go to Dolby. I'm going to go gonna... to AMC for Chicky Tendies. Chicky you know Tendies I'm going and Curly to... Fries. Yeah. And some crazy merchandise cup. <laughs> How do you have a solo cup? How many cups do I need? More? You need a bigger cup. Oh, I do. I need you my need big, a bigger cup. My water cup. I always get that. How's big... your Last Jedi one holding up? Yeah. Rockstar. So I got that. I got Phasma from Force Awakens, and I got Jin Erso from Rogue One. So I need a good proper solo. Hopefully. Are these like on the nightstand at night when you're sleeping with your water? So I'll give. I'll, let's reenact. Let's reenact. <laughs> Alex at night. I can't. I'm tired, baby. She's like, I just, I, 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 you're so handsome. I want to make love to you every night. And I'm like, I just. I... Wait, this is the cup? No. <laughs> we're not to the cup yet. This is me oh, and my fiance. This is the cups whispering me and to my you. fiance every night. Oh, honey, it's already been three times the day. Have you not been pleasured enough? And she's like, what? I need more. And I'm like, I can't. Hold on. Maybe. Hold on. I go, all right, maybe. And she's like, I just, I need it. I was like, fine. Let me just get a drink of water. And I lean over and I go, of my huge Last Jedi cup. I go, oh, I get some of that bad breath out. And then I, Jesus Christ. (laughs) And that was another classic reenactment with (laughs) Alex Backus. Dead on. At Black Series Rebels Theater. If you guys have been wondering what my nights are like, you just saw it. Maybe later, honey. I'm pretty sure it's him on a couch with Captain Weenie watching Jersey Shore on your iPad. It's actually Jersey Shore on my iPad like this in basketball shorts. Sipping your cup. Giant cup. And Sarah going, turn down the Jersey Shore. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Captain's like, yeah. Well, last little piece of news on Solo. Um, as this is airing, tickets are already on sale. We think. I think supposedly they went on sale May 4th or May whatever. And now when this is airing, it's a few days later. I think we got tickets. We got tickets. Did you get tickets? Hope we got tickets. Yay. 7 o'clock at Arclight, probably. Should we do a meetup? We'll think about it. Maybe. Not worried about it. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Who knows? Well, this brings us to the biggest news in Star Wars this week. Are you ready for it? Sure. I don't think you're ready for this. Okay. All right. Well, John Boyega was talking to like some UK press something, digital okay. press something, uh, this week, and he it was for like some cancer app thing for okay. a foundation or something. Anyways, um, we got some Episode Nine news, bud. Oh my God! Really? Yeah. This early? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. What is it? Um, let's just let Boyega tell you. He basically just said, I'm getting ready to go shoot episode nine. I'm pretty stoked. I get I got to grow my hair out. And uh, I can't wait for you all to see the trailer to understand why. Dun, dun, dun. Holy shit, I don't care. <laughs> Holy shit, I don't care. 
But what does it mean, Alex? To be honest with you, we're in a lot of trouble if we truly have to wait for the trailer to understand why Finn has grown out his but hair. But why does he have long hair? Does it mean a time jump? What sure. does it mean? I understand that. It could mean a time jump. Maybe they like have just been on the run and he hasn't been able to go to his space barber to like cut his hair. But like in the trailer, are they going to seriously be like, oh, Finn, you've been on that adventure for so long. Your hair is so grown out. Like, you know what I mean? Like, how do we need to wait for the trailer to know? Like, I'm genuinely... And also, what does he know is going to be in the trailer? They haven't even started shooting the movie yet, and boy, you're going to have to wait for the trailer. By the way, unless it's such a massive part of this script that he's growing out his hair. Like... What what him being a former stormtrooper is to Force Awakens? It's the MacGuffin, or him be or running for, or his adventure in Canto Bight in Last Jedi is all about Finn growing his hair out, or why it's already grown out. That's the only way it would possibly show up in this trailer. I think it's safe to say that John Boyega might be playing the greatest prank ever on Star Wars media. Like, watch this. Watch them eat this shit up. I'm growing my hair out, you're going to have to wait for the trailer. <laughs> if I was John Boyega, in every interview, I'd be like, oh, man, dude, I just did a costume check for episode nine. Psh, wait till people see my boots. Didn't know you had hover boots in space. And I would just let people, I would let people spiral. I would have so much fun. But what if he's growing a Padawan braid? I don't know if that would be the greatest look in the history of Star Wars, or if it would be Amazing. the worst. Because obviously he has curly, frizzy hair, like you can see it on his head. That would mean he would have to straighten <laughs> a Padawan braid. You know what I mean? It would just would not, it would not be good. Like, I will say, Cisco was saying this earlier, John Boyega's hair in Pacific Rim is 10 million times cooler, because he's got the stripes. Oh, he's got lines The lines. Hair? I wouldn't. I would not turn my nose against like a little thin line. I'd be like, "All right, badass." Maybe he's trying to like get all dazzled up to impress Ray and Rose. Oh, they got a battle over his locks. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> I like his hair. No, you like his hair. The two of them just pushing each other. Ray like lifts up Rose, throws her off the planet, and she's like, "Ah!" She's like, "This and is then, why we win." And then Poe enters and. Th the other it's not out. about fighting what we hate, it's protecting what we love. She's flying through the air. Ray's like, it's my hair. And then Poe's like, he's my boy. It's like this whole like weird thing about Finn's hair. Episode 9, the 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 hair of the the Finn revenge of the Finn's hair. Is that the name of this episode? <laughs> episode 9 the revenge of Finn's the revenge hair. of the Finn's hair that is absolutely the name of this episode <laughs> all right last piece of news uh we were talking about a little bit you mentioned avengers infinity war you're still in the bathtub i've got you buddy don't worry I'll they almost got go. me out with Finn's hair <laughs> i was almost so excited about Finn's hair well guess what avengers infinity war Box office smash dethroned The Force Awakens as being the number one North American box office weekend opening of all time. Um, and sticking with tradition, Kathleen Kennedy um, released a press release like picture thing um, congratulating them, showing it's Ray handing off the saber to Iron Man's hand. If you don't know, this is a long standing tradition um, when. Star Wars dethroned Jaws in this same category. Uh, Spielberg put out a funny sort of press release using the Jaws shark in Star Wars, and it's been an ongoing thing, even up to when um, Force Awakens dethroned Jurassic World. Or Dra yeah, is it Jurassic World? Yeah. Yep. So. Well, Jurassic World dethroned Titanic, and then I th or Avatar. I think one of so. the two. Yeah. And it's a more of a tradition between It's more of a tradition with Star Wars because when And Spielberg. Because in nineteen ninety seven yeah. as well, when Titanic took over, George did a thing with the Titanic scene and then, with all the Star Wars characters on it, even though I I'm not Cameron sure. Cameron is so boring he doesn't do it. Like Cameron, of course, doesn't do it. He's like, Aren't, don't we have uh, 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 fatigue of these little art assets congratulating people? 
Don't we have fatigue? We have fatigue, right, of these art assets? Like, dude, I don't have time for that guy. Over that guy. Guess what? Here's a, remember, well, this is a, this is the sequel to my rant last week. That movie is coming for Avatar in such a bad way. We are one week in, and by the time this comes out, it's probably already crossed a billion internationally. That movie is going to smash Avatar. Without China. Without China. And here's the other thing. Not only is it going to smash Avatar, it's going to do it with Deadpool, Star Wars, and Incredible on its heels. Not a Christmas release. If they put out Infinity War on Christmas, it would make $4 billion worldwide. And nothing would ever touch it for the rest of time until they do some crazy Star Wars Infinity War crossover with Street Fighter characters, for all I know. But I do have an opinion on this poster. All right. So you want to know what happens right after she hands that saber? What? Iron Man throws it over his head because it doesn't matter. <laughs> Good night, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, am I wrong? Here you are, using that asset like, isn't this a beautiful... Like, Wasn't that a cool moment? Didn't matter. Still or was that the hidden message? What? Was that the hidden message that... <laughs> Oh, Kathleen Kennedy was like, you can throw away your money. It doesn't matter. We'll get you on episode nine. Wait till you see Finn's hair. <laughs> Is this my finest episode? I feel pretty good You're about on this. Fire. I feel pretty good. Maybe I'm out of that bathtub quicker than I thought. <laughs> You're juggling rubber duckies right now, man. Mr. Bubble, you're just kicking it. <laughs> That's it for news, pal. Uh, it, That's you know, all I got It's for a pretty you. good news week, man. Yeah. It feels crazy to say we're two weeks out from Han Solo. I'm sorry. Are we done after we see Solo? Are we done with this show? I, I think, think we're, we're tired. Uh, I think we're going to be done after we see Han Solo. That's not true. But, uh, but we do have a fun uh, review this week. We do. Uh, you went out hunting. I did. You texted me right before I was going to bed. You were got like, hey, deets. man. You are like, hey, man. Solo, Chewy, Black Series figures, uh. Target exclusives going out uh, tomorrow morning. So why don't you hit that target on your way into work? Turns out I had to be at work early that day anyways. Boom. And I hit no traffic. They said they didn't have it. I hit no traffic. I showed up. I was like, I got time. Rolled over the Target. Went on up. It's one of those three-story targets. Oh, went to the worst, top with where the, the cart toys escalator. Are. But went to the top where the Toys R was. So I could park on the third floor parking structure. Stroll right into the Toy aisle. Walk down. Looked where it was at, nothing, went down the other part, nothing, texted you and was like, yo, bro, they out. Then you were like, hey, here's the item number, ask him, might be in the back. So, I found a young lad and a young lady working at Target, stocking the shelf. There's nobody in Target but me. And I was like, hey guys, do you mind looking up an item for me? And I tell him, and I start to do the first two numbers, and the other guy goes, uh, let me guess, uh, collector's action figure, based off the numbers? Super, like, noses target, whatever number, yeah. super nerd. Anyways, they went in the back. I said, hey, you mind if you got, like, at least two? I can get one for me, one from for Alex. We'll see what's up. Um, they came out. They handed me two. I was feeling a little lucky, maybe, or maybe stingy. I don't, not stingy. I don't know what the proper word is, but I was kind of like, hey, any chance you got, like, a third one back there? Maybe for a giveaway? I don't mm -hmm. know. And they're like, no, unfortunately. Great way to That's end the story. That's all we got, you know? <laughs> and then, and then, all of a sudden, this awesome dude walked up and was like, hey, man, Black Series Rebels? Steve? I was like, yeah. He was like, what's up, man? I was like, hey, bud, what's your name? He's like, I'm Derek, big fan. Love what you guys nice. do. Awesome. And so, Derek, it was awesome to meet you. Thanks for saying what's up. Um, anyways, a successful little hunt, little surprise. Really stoked I scored the fig, so why don't we take it to it? All right, let's open these bad boys up. Let's take it to review. You scored them. Goggle Chewy. Let's take a look at this bad boy. What do you think? I think it's pretty cool, man. I love the artwork on the front with his goggles on his head. <laughs> you know what he looks like? Like a dog. Like when like people have a dog and they put the, the driving <laughs> goggles on them. And they're like the 1950s, like yeah, yeah. He looks like goggles. He looks like a, like if Chewie was like a bombardier in World War II, and it was like we haven't figured out how to put glass onto airplanes yet, so you gotta fly without a top. Is <laughs> he looks awesome? And I know this is blasphemy. I like the 
this gun maybe more than the bowcaster. Than a bowcaster? It's pretty rad. Really? Cuz I don't, to be let's be honest, the bowcaster doesn't make an ounce of sense. It just looks cool. It's a crossbow that shoots just like a blaster. Regular blaster. Why does it need the I'm sure there's a reason, but other than the fact that it looks like a crossbow, like that was the original reason. But like it's got that cool pump action shotgun. It does. With the pump action piece. With pump action piece. Apparently there were some Apparently there's some out there that are missing the pump action piece. What would you do if yours didn't have the pump action piece? Would you have returned it? I wouldn't have cared. You wouldn't even have noticed. Would I you? wouldn't have noticed if Yakface hadn't posted a picture about it and someone commented on our photos. I would have known nothing about it. All right, before we open this bad boy up, a mighty Wookiee, nearly two centuries old, Chewbacca has fallen upon hard times during this age of the expanding empire. Now, you guys know I'm an inbox collector. I don't open my stuff. However, However. Steve likes to open his figs. And I got to tell you, I don't even know if he really wanted to, but I want to see Chewbacca with his goggles on so bad that we're opening it. Let's see here. We've got two little pieces here. Now, these scissors are a little thick, so you would probably freak out. It's kind of going to probably mess the box up a little bit. I here. bet I could do it without messing up the box. Let's just be a little careful here. You get that little indent. Let's get the second one. Let's just kind of saw it off. Look at here. how he's doing that. So oh, dangerous. Yeah. We got that. Let's hit up this next piece here. I feel like a credit card would be better for this. Oh, one. maybe. But you know what? Who cares? Oh, this is painful. Toys are meant to be opened and played he with. He loves to torture me. You ready? I might still need those depending on how he's how he is in here. Well, let's see. It's been a while since I've opened a Black Series smell figure. Smell it. Smell it. Smell it. I've never smelled an open Black Series figure. Oh, that's weird, dude. I don't like what you're doing. I really don't like that. Oh, do you want a whiff? No, not now. Not a whiff? Just take a whiff. All right. Just whiff it. There you go. Take a whiffy. Doesn't that just... It smells good. You want the honor of pulling them out here of this box? Let's see here. We slide them out. Do you want to hold one of these since you've never really never, gotten the opportunity? Never, really, never really you held. Want to hold that heavy figure? Ooh, Alex would be so mad. Look what I did to that box. Yeah, that's Ooh. why you never open these. Okay. All because right. you've got, I'm going to help you with the cutting on this. I don't want to. All right. So I don't need help cutting tell me, them. why do you like to open your figs, Steve? Oh, you'll see in a minute. I like to pose my figs. I like to put them in action poses. Makes them feel a little bit more real, not just like pieces of plastic just hanging out in a box. Oh, my gosh. Hold him. His goggles have stretchy. <laughs> His goggles have stretchy. Oh my gosh, you know what I actually would rather do with these goggles than play with Chewy? What? Do you have a pen? I don't. I've got scissors. Can you zoom in on that? It's like my thumb is a motorcycle driver. Look at that. Thumb was. Let's see here. Oh, boy. Does it pump action? We got pumpage. Mr. We got Stevie. Pumpage. Mr. Stevie oh, with weird. that pumpage. That's really weird. With that pumpage. I got to loosen it up, though. It's a little stiff there. <laughs> got to get it nice and smooth. Nice and smooth. <laughs> Check that out. Hey, lay your hands on this pump action. Let bud. me see the pump action. Why don't you work that out? Let me out see. A Hold on. If I can just. It's pretty get good. It like, like. All right. That. Now. Love I will that. tell you, there's something weird about me. <laughs> there's something weird about me in these little cases here. Ever since I was a kid, and they used to put figures and things like this. Um, I'm always obsessed with Han when he's being unfrozen in Carbonite in Return of the Jedi. Okay. And so, like, I grew up with a pool. Um, and every summer, even as an adult, when I go home, I still do this. It's kind of weird. I lay in the pool on my back. And just my hands and a little bit of my head are out. But then I kind of emerge out of the water like Han. Yeah, I'm a freak. Anyways, reminds me of the same thing with my figures here. When I pop him out, it's like he's being unfrozen out of carbonite. Alex's tears right now from this plastic happening. Oh, no. All you're doing is proving why one keeps a toy in the box. Boom. Don't need All these right. freely little, these guys. His little plastic G-string. little plastic G's. All right, so All right, get rid of that. On the ground. Do you want to outfit them? Ooh. Can I put the goggles on? You can. Yes. <laughs> you can. All right. And if podcast listeners are like, what are they what doing is with, with this show? I tell you every time. Every time. 
It's a visual medium, guys. You really guys. should be watching. <laughs> Our show is designed to be enjoyed while being looked at. The 15 people that watch the full episode understand. Hold on, his goggles are... Now make sure you look at the other points Chewy, of articulation Chewy on looks that like figure. he has actual, like, uh, um... His bedhead? Uh, optometrist prescription sports goggles. <laughs> like he plays basketball, but he has glasses. Yeah. Oh, this is not cool, but and it's Spike awesome. Spike Lee used to wear, like, the basketball-style glasses with the stretchy band for a hot I second. I don't know. Mars did. Mars did? <laughs> okay, I don't know. Okay, let me pose you that, do Gunsies. Here, I'll get him going. Look at his hair. Look at his hair. Uh, I think that's why it looked bad. That's awesome. I'm actually stoked that that's actual stretchy, stretchy like, yeah. cloth and not, yeah. like, a rubber. Probably nice. would break. That looks good. And I like how he's got the little part down the center there. Ugh, I don't like when he parts like no, that. No, you don't like it? That is rad. Return of the Jedi. I think the other hand is the gun hand, I think, judging by the trigger finger. I had to guess. Chewie is right-handed. So this is a Target-exclusive 6-inch Black Series figure. Um, we wish we had one for a giveaway, but we haven't been able to find a third one to give out to you guys yet. Uh, as he's doing this gun... Did you get it? Yeah, but one sec. We got to get this nice and posed properly. Got to loosen up those ball joints and those points of articulation. Yes, naturally. Very important in these unboxing videos. We learned. Th that's why I'm not good at being a toy unboxer and like reviewer. Is I'm way more interested in the stretchy goggles and putting them on my thumb than I are with actually like getting him in. His now you kind of got to open up his fingers a little bit with these. Yeah, figures. I bet. I bet. You kind of got to get them open because he's still got a little bit of that kung fu going. Kung Fu Grit? Yeah. Is he going to be able to hold on to his pump-action shotgun? Well, we're going to make it look like he does, but, you know, I'm not a professional looks anymore. Like his, looks like his, uh, his weapon curves. But, you know, right we're just going to, well, a little bit. <laughs> his weapon little curves? Bit. Watch it with the innuendo over there, Cisco. <laughs> please. Come on. Come on, man. This Come is a classy on. There are show. kids watching this, this show. This is classy. Jeez Louise. So this is, I think, what we're going to do with Chewie. He's just kind of chilling, but he's ready for some action. Hold on, let me give this a shot. All right, you go for it. It's resting on his little hair from his, his hand there. But, uh, dude, I got to tell you, I think this might be the best Chewie figure. This is the best Chewie figure, without a doubt. I think they've really done a good job with him. You can see how they've actually done a little bit more detail with his hair. On his legs, at least, from this angle. Oh, I'm not good at opening toys. Yeah. This. It takes a lot of work to pose him, but, man... Once you get them, and you get them standing up, it's 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 a good one. Yeah, you definitely have to do this. With yeah, you got to stretch his fingers out. Yeah. You know what? I actually think the best bet is probably doing this one first. Maybe. I don't know. I'm sure this, we're going to get comments of how people off. telling us how we're supposed to properly do it. We're not. We're not. We don't open our toys. So well, if you have I, a problem, I, I typically do. I've just taken a break from the toy shopping. But man, they've gotten me back these last couple of weeks. Because huh? I got you with the chewy, dude. It's because you went on the hunt. It's because I went on the hunt and I didn't order. Um, oh! Did you get it? Oh! Oh, shit. Look at him. Yeah. You were saying about how I not don't know what Look I'm doing. That. All right, pop mine off. Or, or scoot it for a little bit. Ooh. Ooh, wee. Oh! And he stood on the first try, bud. Look That's at that. a good figure. That's a good fig. That figure is oh, oh so, so minty fresh. fresh. Woo! The best Chewbacca six-inch Black Series figure. Better than the Blue Box Chewbacca. Better than the Force Awakens Chewbacca. Better than the 40th Anniversary Chewbacca. The best Chewbacca, because he's got that double Bandolero swagger. He's got those weird orth uh, uh, prescription optometrist sports goggles. He is ready for basketball at his local gym, <laughs> but he wants to make sure he's able to see and make smart decisions. We give this figure an oh-so-minty-fresh. So Woo! Ooh-wee! I'm feeling good. Why don't we get right into that interview this Let's week? Let's go. You guys, you are so lucky. We have the outlaw himself, John Roca from Collider Movie News and Collider Video to come over and talk to us about what it was like being a Star Wars fan growing up, his love of movies, his love of acting, his love of the entertainment industry. And I have to tell you, it, this was one of my favorite interviews. It was just so nice to sit down with him because the dude is a pro. He's a pro, but he's also real. Real dude. With that being said, let's take it to interview. We are here this week with none other than the outlaw John Roca. <laughs> Woo! 
Hello, everyone. Thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to this. Oh my I'm so God. happy. Like, this is an awesome set. Oh, thank you, I'm, like, sir. super stoked. We're slowly <laughs> checking off the entire the Collider, collider crew. crew. <laughs> we are coming yeah. for you, Mark Ellis and Christian Harlow. Don't forget Dennis. Dennis, we got to oh get Dennis. Oh, my God. You get Dennis Zane. God love you. <laughs> you can get him to not go home one night and come here. You, uh, God love you. We'll get the two of you just to talk about Transformers versus <laughs> Pacific Rim. And we'll just do it on a Star Wars set, and it'll be really Done. weird and strange, but it won't matter. Done. Just give us lightsabers to fight about it yes. as we talk about like, it, you'll be set. Done. The internet looks like we're so confused. What is happening? <laughs> so we like to start all of our interviews off with a very simple question, which is, what is the first time Star Wars entered your life? Um, I have to say that I remember seeing it uh, in a brown robe as a 10-year-old uh, at my house with my, my dad and my mom back when they used to show uh, the films they would make bigger deals there's only three networks ABC, NBC, CBS at that time so they would have movie of the week and Star Wars was the movie of the week and I remember distinctly the scene that always stayed with me was their swinging Leia and Luke swinging together mm -hmm. all, you know over the in the Death Star over the thing that they were swinging under and I just remember just that that's that visual was so incredible and I Remember watching with my dad and, and my mom, and then when everything happened, and when Kenobi died, just losing it. And so that's my first memory of any exposure to Star Wars. And then I dragged my father to go see uh, Strikes Back. So it was like, my dad was not, my dad is from Bolivia. And to him, it was like, this is not, he's from a small town Bolivia, so in like, South America. So he's like, like, I guess I'll take you, I'll take a nap. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, that's basically, that's what I knew. So he would just take us. But I had to, I drug him to so many things because I was such a nerd all growing up, and he must have hated it. He must have hated it. But you know what, though? But he, but he kept going. Yes, he did. So no yes, matter how much he hated it, that was some solid That's nerdy right. parenting right yeah. there. He was like, yeah. you know what? I got a good feeling about this little one. Take him to watch all these weird 80s movies. <laughs> He's teaching me all this stuff. I have no idea. Yeah. Were you an action figure kid as a Oh, yeah. yeah? Oh, yeah. I had, uh, let's see, I had the Millennium Falcon. I definitely had Luke. I had Le I had the big ones, too. The big ones. That they oh, the big 12 inch. Oh, yeah. The 12 inch. The, the shampoo bottle yes. figures. Yes. yes. Is what they were, what I believe they were referred to. I'm not. I'm a yeah. 90s kid, so I'm sorry, guys. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, get out of here. It's a little wave was great. It's like, get out of You and your MTV. No, we had a... We had a we had, no, we had the... I had the big one. I remember having the Luke. I remember having the Han. I don't know if I... I think maybe my sister had the Leia. But I had, like, the Speeder, and I had the Millennium Falcon. I had, like, the... They did sets and things like that. So they, yeah. I had all kinds of stuff that I played with, and... I remember uh, there might still be a box uh, at the top of the attic in my mom's house that my stuff is still in as we because we kept that stuff for years. We never let them throw it away because it's just nice to open up every once in a while, yep. kind of go through the memory lane and remember those things and you know play. With it. So I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Now you talk about movies for a living yes. every day. Every day. Like day. almost seven days a week. <laughs> yes, I feel like I would say seven days a week because like, I talk about it even on every weekends. day. Now yeah. you talk about your dad taking you to movies yeah. and all of that. Um, and it's okay if it wasn't Star Wars, but sort of how did your love of film and film nerdom and, and just going to the movies and whatnot with your dad, how yeah. did that lead to your career now? Well, it's a good question because uh, for me, it was kind of a roundabout way of necessity. You know, my parents, when they're, they're both immigrants, they moved here from Bolivia and we didn't have a car for the first two years that I was in existence. And so my parents had to work two jobs separately themselves. Yeah just to be able to give us a living. We had a townhouse there in, uh, in Falls Church, and so I was basically planted in front of a television for a majority of my day when I wasn't like at school. And so I had a 77-year-old uh, lady who took care of us, and so she would fall asleep. So I would just watch everything, and I was just entranced. So I, th I think you're either born with it or you're not. I don't think you can develop it, in my opinion. Mm. You either have a love for film from the beginning. You can, I guess you can acquire it, but it's like something that's intrinsic from the beginning. From Like birth. a love of all cinema. Yeah. Like no matter yeah. any kind of moving picture, yes. it's yes. like I'm interested. Everybody loves movies, but yeah. love movie, like be a cinephile, you know, that's that was a thing that so... I just remember being like just swept away into the worlds of whatever I was watching, and I remember just being so entranced with everything. And then my parents never stopped me from watching stuff. They weren't one of those people like only two hours of TV for you, so because they knew that I was just quiet when I was watching films. So that's where it all started. But yeah. 
it wasn't until high school that I understood what that was. And then I would get the magazines and like find those fellow cinephiles in high school who were into <laughs> yeah. it as nerdy as I was, yeah. like analyzing angles and stuff. Were you a drama kid? Yes, I was a drama kid, yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. all three of us were drama yep. kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Safe to say. <laughs> That's like harder to say than I'm like, I do a Star Wars podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's less shame in the Star it's Wars like, podcast than the drama hey man, kid. did you do high school musicals? I certainly did. It's like yeah. a little secret handshake. But we also shame. did Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We did Cuckoo. Yeah. I did something like an those, those uh, one act, of serious one act dramas. <laughs> serious yeah. one act dramas. I think my... Uh, my big monologue my freshman year of high school, you're going to spit the water out when I mm. tell you what this is, <laughs> was uh, American, American President. Is it Michael Douglas? Oh, my gosh. That was my freshman year of high school monologue. Right. Do you remember what your very first monologue was in high school? God. I don't know that I do, but... No, I don't know. I bet it was a, a, a De Niro or a Brando thing. <laughs> I, I would put money on it. Yeah. Which is uh, amazing, yeah. a high school kid yeah. doing like... Talking to me, yeah, like, you yeah, just right. know it's so weird. Like you yeah. know it was probably so awkward, but your teacher was like, "Yeah, no. way to get in there, buddy." I even had the the gun thing come out. I, I went the whole night. Friend of mine, shop built it. This is what I need. Yeah. yeah, I think mine was like they. It was my first like drama class, mm. and she was like, "Okay, there's a bunch of monologue books in the corner. You guys go pick one, pick a monologue." So you had kids picking from like. Death of a Salesman, King oh, of the yeah. Shrew, Romeo and Juliet, Nerds. like all that stuff. And I grabbed like, oh, movie monologues. And I think I did the opening like Ferris Bueller in the shower. Oh, nice. That's pretty good. Monologue. That's well, pretty suburban California. Yeah. Good for we, you. We used to tour, though. We used to go and compete. And so Ooh. we'd compete. Like we had teams that went go and compete in the 80s. And I remember one of the, it's not, well, monologue, yes, but poem also. Uh, Casey at bat, Casey at bat. Mm -hmm. I remember mm -hmm. that I learned how to do a dr dramatic interpretation of that poem. That was kind of like a pseudo monologue. Yeah. You go. And so I would perform that at different festivals trying to compete for our high school. So I remember that. That's my distinct monologue that <laughs> I thoroughly remember. We used to do, uh, we had an, uh, my high school had an improv team that would go com oh. compete in like the improv nice. contest of high school kids. And I laugh thinking back on the people that were judging me. I'm like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, oh my Carl God. Carl the janitor. No, really, I'm like, who are these people judging these high schoolers? Never taken a Second City class, right. never studied at UCB. They're just like drama teachers at the local community college. Like, they're not really following the game, I yeah. guess. I don't know. Like, so, I don't believe him. I don't believe him. Yeah. So when you were in high school, would you were you like, did you always want to go into this career? Or was this like one of those things where... You went to college and then you mm. decided, you know what, I'm going to I'm gonna give it the L.A. shot and go try to pursue this? Or was this always like a germ? Do you mean like your performance or do you talk about yeah. movies? Okay, well, performance, yeah, <clears throat> since I was a kid, I, I just, I, I used to like, um, I would perform shows for my parents and my, my aunts and uncles when they came over. Like I would do Elvis impersonations and I would dance to Elvis and do these kinds of things. Like all that, I remember as a kid. And then I got into plays in high school really early. Um, and I remember it being, I was like 14 or something like that you know, as a sophomore. And I remember like I could have signed up or gone home on the bus, signed up. Or, and then eventually I couldn't make up my mind. And then eventually I just stayed and the buses started to leave. I was like, okay, I guess I'm going to audition for Pirates of Penzance. And I did, got it. And that just became the bug that bit me. And I just started performing from then yeah. forward. But I always knew I had that in me. But the idea of pursuing it full time was something I couldn't quite come around on the first trip out of high school. I went to a, a college and uh, I was studying international politics and I was failing out because I just wasn't studying what I really wanted to study. Yeah. I didn't have the guts to be an actor at that time because I was afraid I was going to be poor for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what to do. So that's when I joined the military. And when I joined the military... Oh, I didn't know you were in the military. Oh yeah, eight wow. years. I was in the army for eight years. And during that time when I was transitioning to the reserves, um, as I was about to get out, that's when I started taking classes at night at a community college getting my AA degree because I knew... If I'm going to be, because when you get older, you're like, okay, I want to do what I want to do. If I'm going to be miserable, I'm also going to do miserable pursuing what I want to yeah, pursue. Exactly. So when I got that, that's when I started taking those classes. And in those classes, I got my A degree. And then I started applying to colleges. I was going to apply to Florida State because they had a good acting program. And so that's, I was like, fuck, I'm going to be an actor. And I'm going to focus on it and do it and all that. So it was a, it was a transition that took like 10 years to finally do it. But I I'd always wanted to do it. So I would sneak off and do plays 
at night, uh, rehearsal, whatever if I could do, if I get away from the barracks, get away from those kinds of things, I would go off and do things like that. So I was always wanting to perform. I just had to find the guts to do it once and for all. So my my fiance <laughs> is um, she's a first generation American. Oh, yeah. her, her father's Iranian and her mother's from Colombia. Right on. And one of the well, things it's a combination. Yeah, it's a, it's a that it's is a, a combination. That is a combination. Yeah. It's <laughs> a good combination. And one of the things that I always found really fascinating was when she decided she wanted to move to L.A. and pursue mm -hmm. writing was this sort of, it's a very tough thing for a first-generation immigrant. Well, I'm, yeah. Obviously, I'm, 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 I'm white toast. Like <laughs> I'm learning through her and learning what it was like to live that yeah. life. And was, what sort of drives, like brings me into your story here a little bit is hearing you say, I was afraid to pursue that because I didn't know like what yeah. it would mean to pursue something like art. Now, to tie this back into what we're talking about, when you sit down as a kid yeah. and you see Luke look out at the Twin Sons for the first time, how does that feel as somebody who really is like the American dream is yeah. their oyster? What is that like? That's, uh, that's, it's a really powerful moment you bring up because yeah. that's one I come back to all the time in Star Wars. Yeah. That moment and... That moment in uh, Superman when Chris, when the teenage Christopher Reeve, right, mm -hmm. is after his father has died and he's looking out at the sun, uh, standing on the grass because he knows he's got to go pursue his yeah. destiny. Those those two sons are its destiny. Yeah. Are you going to stay here and be safe and be a moisture farmer, or are you going to go? You Take know, the I, I, yeah. Adventure. The power converters will be there when you come back. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Go go and pursue your your thing. And so um, that's a moment. Like, and when they brought it back at the end of Jedi. Uh, Last Jedi, it broke me in half. Like yeah. the first time I saw it, it broke me in half because that moment has always been, for a dreamer like me, it's always been a, a very moving moment. And I've been in that place where you make that decision, and it's a fateful decision because it leads to the next step in your life, the next step in your life, and pursuing that dream even further. Yeah, that's really interesting <coughs> that you bring up this idea of being a dreamer. I feel like there's something yeah. so inherently magical about the Star Wars universe where it really draws people in yeah. that just really desire for big things. Like there's something about specifically that story. It's really yeah. great just to hear that you, like we can connect on oh, that yeah. moment because as a kid, I, even I remember just being like, yeah, that's it, man. You, like <laughs> yeah. it, it, the world's out there. That's yeah, I, awesome. I mean, I can remember coming home finally after putting it off for so long. Yeah. And coming home and finally going to my parents like, look, I just quit my job. I'm moving to LA in two weeks, and my mom I was scared to death. And my mom was just like, "Good, it's about time." <laughs> That's awesome. You know? That's good supportive so, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. What helped me move to LA though was a lot of my friends from because I went back to Florida State, got my degree. A lot of them came out ahead of time for six months, kind of laid the groundwork. So it was between New York and LA, but LA, the the palm trees, the movies, all that, the love yeah, is there. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to come, and, and they really helped, like, kind of pave the way for me to come. So it was it's like great, John but. Hughes or Chekhov. What do you want to do? <laughs> Little John Hughes, baby. No snow. <laughs> right. Snow. Good point. <laughs> just, we should just like get a map and just put John Hughes over LA and Chekhov over New York. Like, you want to be serious or you want to fuck around in Los Angeles? Yeah, I agree. So for some of our fans watching at home, I know we always get asked a lot. Like, mm. oh my god. I really want to get into like Star Wars podcasting or making Star Wars content. Yeah. I mean, most of the people that watch our show, I already know they're big fans of Collider. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I can, we yeah. get it a lot. Um, they always go, oh, I love Collider. And then you guys. <laughs> it's always, I love Collider. Then you guys. Um, what would be some advice for some of the folks watching at home to sort of hone that skill? Because I know a lot of people, they look up to you guys. Well, uh, yeah, okay, that's cool. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm a bit humble, shy about humble. stuff like that. Um, here's what I always say, because people come up all the time, or people send me DMs, and I, I, when I can reach out, I say, be have your own voice. Be unique. Your love will come through if you're authentic in your presentation. Yeah. That's really important. Don't worry about, oh, I have to have the best mic and the best set and the best uh, camera, all that kind of stuff. No, it's about authenticity. And do you have something unique to say? And it's really important. Like we, We're all snowflakes, I get it, but some people have an ability to access their uniqueness in their interpretation of something. Mm -hmm. And I think if you can access it, look at this show. This show is incredible in that way. You guys are unique in the way you work and do the things that you're doing. The, the title itself was brilliant. So all of that was unique, and that's how you carved out a niche in this market. Many, oh, How many Star Wars podcasts There's are there? A all ton of them. Yeah. There's a ton of them. So what's going to make you stand out? And that's the thing. Be authentic in your pursuit of it, and that'll come through. It'll, it'll bleed through. If you imitate everyone else, then how are you standing out in any way, shape, or form? And how can you look yourself in the mirror and, 
at the end of the day, that's what it is. We should just call this episode "Be Your Best Self." <laughs> just really <laughs> make it like, guys, just everybody be your. Like, like, we thought we were getting the outlaw. Where's the outlaw, <laughs> man? Where's my hat? Put the hat on. <laughs> put the, yeah, once you put the mask on, yeah, it's a right, whole that's other, right. whole other thing. Forget it. I'm the killer. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we want to get to know your Star Wars fandom here. Sure. So we're gonna break down our Star Wars questionnaire. Okay. These don't need to be like one-word answers. We can break it down. This is where we really get into the nitty-gritty. We like the conversation to get to know you. Now okay. we want to get to know your love of Star Wars. So here's the easiest question. Okay. What is your favorite Star Wars movie? Empire Strikes Back. Still. Still. Although Rogue One comes real close for me. Man, Rogue One has had Rogue a resurgence One is, Rogue One's lately. having a resurgence a lot lately. People are going back and reappreciating that movie. And like without the Force Awakens stuff, without the Jedi on the other side of it, just as its own. And to me, it's a film that took so, some incredible chances with the mythology of Star Wars, with Star Wars itself, yeah. I know, I know, Last Jedi. We can. That's a divisive thing, and you can have a conversation about that if you like. But for me, Rogue One is the one that I was like, okay, this is a new regime in charge, and they understand what they're doing for the most part. I love this idea that they, that this, the ballsiness that they all die at the end. I love that first trailer. I wish I would love to see the cut. Now you talk about a Zack Snyder cut. Show me the original. <laughs> the Gareth cut. Edwards. Yeah, cut. show me the, the Gareth, Gareth Edwards where she's way more. Uh, Vicious and a lot less likable. I would like to see mm. that Jin Erso one more time, like in a full film. But overall, I mean, for me, it really touched me because of uh, Diego Luna being part of it. You know, as a Latino, we don't get to go to sci. We don't get to go to space. A lot of times, <laughs> all those sci-fi shows they never put us in it. You know, yeah, Edward James almost was great in Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say you got a Dama. Yeah, we got one Adama. Great, and we had, Benj and we had uh, what's his face, uh, uh, Jimmy Smith. That's all we yeah. had for a long time. <laughs> Jimmy Smith. So you know, you you where you. Find a way. So Diego being kind of a co-lead with, uh, with uh, uh, I'm sorry, the uh, generous uh, Felicity, uh, Felicity yeah. Jones. Yeah, being yeah. the lead with her was great. So and all around, I just love those kind of like Dirty Dozen type movies. I'm a big fan of it. So Rogue One comes close, but it's always going to be Empire. Empire just kind of changed my life. Yeah. So you know, you you fall in love with that movie, and what? I was seeing it in the theater. I didn't have to yeah. go retro. You know. What was it about Empire that? Changed your life. I think to, to glimpse the darkness, the possibility of darkness at 12 years old, that kind of darkness, mm. uh, the father moment. How can you ever forget the father moment? The first time you're in a theater, you're just like, when you're staring at your dad and your dad would give you that, the guy kind of looked like there's nothing I can do Better about behave. It. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and so you're staring at it, it's so insane. And then the cutting off of the hand, like, all of it is so, but yet it ends on a positive note. And people say, oh, it's the darkest one. Yes, but it ends on a positive note. Luke and Leia are connected. It ends with hope. Yes. It's actually the I funniest of the original trilogy, too. Yes. yes. It yeah. has a lot of comedy. Like, like, And there's yeah. so much friendship. Yeah. Like with, like Han and Luke are now actual friends. Han goes out and braves the yeah. winter at Hoth, on, at Hoth to go find Luke, saves him, cuts the tauntaun, shoves him in there. Like, all those things, there's a lot of moments of real connection and friendship. And then you have the flirting stuff that goes on with Leia and uh, Solo. And then when you put Solo in the crowd, like there's so much yeah. great hope and love and incredible stuff. And then you have all this darkness on and the other betrayal. side. And betrayal, right. All right, all right. Well, there's enough negativity out there in the world. <laughs> so we're not going to say hate. Okay, sure. <laughs> but yeah. what is your least favorite Star Wars film? Probably Phantom Menace. Yeah. Yeah. I'm and I'm sorry. I've gone back thanks to Joseph Scrimshaw. I've gone back <laughs> to rewatch these prequels. Like he's a Joseph is an unapologetic in he capital letters. Him. Oh, we had him on the, the show. Prequel. Yeah. yeah, he's unapologetic. He will brook no argument against him and so he made me reappreciate it when I was on uh Jedi Alliance with uh, Donica and with occasionally jo and with Joseph when I come on as a guest. So I, I went back and rewatched those prequels, and they've been showing on TNT and TBS in rotation. Yeah. So, but uh, I can make a case for clones, and I can make a case for Revenge of the Sith. I cannot make a case for Phantom Menace in any way, shape, or form, except for the last five minutes of the movie, or last ten minutes of the movie, where the fight mm -hmm. is. That's the only thing redeeming in the whole movie for me. You'd be surprised. It's not the it's not the most common answer oh, we get. Not, so what is Attack of the Clones? Attack of the Clones. Really? Hundred percent. Yeah. I can make a case because of Django and because of all this stuff, but like I get why people might not like it. But I like the fight yeah. out on the uh, out on the water in the rain and everything that they're fighting with the ship. That's great stuff. I enjoy it. and I don't mind the battle in the arena. So I guess other people have an issue with that. But Phantom, I just can't. Well, I mean, a lot of people. I think the big thing with 
Metachlorians? Yeah. Fuck you, Metachlorians! <laughs> <laughs> Am I allowed to cuss? I'm sorry. No, you're allowed to cuss. You're allowed to cuss. Yeah, you do. The thing I have found with people of our age and generation is, I think it's the anticipation. Yeah. Because Star Wars in the dark oh, period. Yeah. And the anticipation, and you get it, and you walk out, and you're like, I really wanted to like it. Yeah. I think I, I don't know. And it's just this whole thing that I find a lot of people in our generation are kind of the, have the letdown, and so yeah. we kind of hold that one responsible for it, as opposed to the other, the later installments. I would in agree it. with that. I mean, Jar Jar, for God's sake. Yeah, I would agree with that. <laughs> oh. All of it just. We're, hold on, we'll get there. <laughs> we got to get to this next question right, so, first. Who uh, is who is your favorite Star Wars character? Yoda. Yoda is my favorite. Might be our first Yoda. That's our first Yoda. Oh, really? First Yoda. Oh, fuck. Yeah, Yoda's finally. My Look, when I was younger, Luke, of course, and when I got older and started feeling myself on. But now that I'm at this age that I'm at now, I appreciate Yoda 900. so much. Yeah, 900. <laughs> now that I'm 900, I'm 900 just really relate to old you. Are. <laughs> Chilling out in my swamp. No, um, I just, I really appreciate him for what he represents. And if you watch the Clone Wars, the animated series, like he's yeah. so great in that as yeah. well. And when he reappeared in Last Jedi, it was a really sweet, awesome thing to see as well. But like. He's about philosophy. He's about perspective. He's about like looking at the world in a way that does not uh, become uh, let it letting it become make you the worst person that you can be. Like it's about moving past it, you know. And I've gotten yeah. into like chanting and Buddhism over the last few years. It's really been a powerful thing for me, meditation. And so now when I watch the scenes with Yoda, it's it's like you're like, oh yes, of course. All of this seems so makes so yeah. much sense and so logical. And even the beginning when he's introduced, he's testing Luke about yeah. how much Luke really wants to learn. And you'll find that with people. People who care about you, sometimes they have to put you through the hoops to make sure you really do want to be a part of their world before they give you everything that they have. Because yeah. it, it breaks them more. And so you see that with Yoda, he does that. And the lessons last for a lifetime, all the stuff he talks about, you know, so. All right, all right. Well, we may already know the answer to this one. You kind of let it slip, <laughs> yeah. I think. But if it's not that, it's okay. Yeah. But once again, not hate. Yes. Just least, Just least, least favorite. Least Who's your least favorite character? Uh, it's actually not Jar Jar. Okay. And oh. I think I'm sure a lot of people do say that. But um, it's, it's... Say it. It's Just, young Anakin. Oh. And I don't, mean, I don't mean to shit on that kid because I know he's been through a lot as, in his own life, but... Fuck, he's so annoying to watch in that movie. It is so bad. Even the like, are you an angel? Like all of that stuff just it's not him. Insane. It's like all the, it's like you know what I mean. Yeah, like, the dialogue is terrible. But everything. But do you think it would But do you yeah. think it would have been a better choice for George to maybe have instead of skewing him so young? Yeah. Like we picked up with him being like fourteen. Yes, yes. that would have been the smarter move. He should have or been. twelve when he's making that turn into understanding. More adult themes. Uh, I think he just—they should have just made him Kylo Ren's age. I think what they're showing is yeah. that it's just hard mm -hmm. to like. It's very hard to get a little kid super scary and dark and complicated yeah. because kid actors have a, in a once in a blue moon. Yeah. Do you get a kid that can access? Do you get your Omen kids or do you your get Jacob your um, Tremblay. your right. Jacob Tremblay or the? Um, the Looper, Ryan Johnson, oh, yeah. the kid who played the Rainmaker. Yeah. Spoilers: the kid's a that Rainmaker. Kid's incredible, right? Like he could have been, yeah, an awesome. Band exactly. It's like a, it's a very rare thing. Yeah. And Jake Lloyd kind of has a positive energy about yeah. him. Yeah. So then, when you are watching him, you're like, oh, even Vader as a kid was like, yippee! It's yeah. weird to mm -hmm. sort of like. And then you see what he wanted to do. Whether or not it's successful is for another conversation. Yeah. But I think I, I can see your point there. It's like maybe just. Well, it's, also yeah. this, it's also the disappointment. This yeah. can't be Anakin. It's the disappointment. It's the combo of it all. Yeah. That's why it breaks my heart. Nothing is Jake Lloyd. No, no, no. It's about the character itself. They so know. We know. Like. I'm sure on Collider, yeah, when you yeah. have tons and tons and tons of people commenting on your videos, yeah. everybody that watches this, they get it. Like yeah. everyone has an opinion. We're cool, right? Keep it cool. Keep it cool. Keep it cool. We have to give him a keep. We have to keep giving him a keep it cool. Be cool, my babies. Be cool, my babies. We give keep it cool. Be cool, my babies. Um, what what would you say is your favorite line of dialogue in Star Wars? Oh shh. <laughs> That's a great question. Um, uh, well, I, you know, I said Yoda, so it has to be uh, uh, what anger leads to hate, hate leads to suffering, and what suffering fear leads to anger. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads, leads to, to hate. Hate leads, leads to, to suffering. suffering. That because it's all true. It's it's true. 
And as you get older and as you experience the world and you see what's happening in our entire world, not just our country, but in our world, yeah, a lot of the divisions that we have are born from fear, fear of the unknown, fear of person who looks different than me, fear of people who believe different than me, fear that they're trying to take something from me, all of that. When love and not is what brings you together, fear is what drives you apart because you hold on to these things so much that if someone takes it from you, somehow you're in your mind, you're lesser than. Yeah. When in fact, if you could remove the attachment to everything, you wouldn't be you need to feel that way. For you know? sure. So to me, that, that line has always struck with me because I... You know, I had grown up through the military. I had anger issues, stuff to work out. I had a lot of, you know, insecurities and stuff I had to work through. So those would come out. As a Latino kid, you know, you're kind of taught passion. And, like, you're born with passion and anger. And mm -hmm. so it's just there always, and it's accessible. And so... Iranian and Colombian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shout out, shout out. <laughs> shout out. Oh, I'm not going in the house. No, 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 no. It just comes out. <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, so that kind of stuff I had to work through as I was younger. So that's why I've always kind of... As I've gotten older and kind of calmed down, I've found myself drawn to more and more philosophical approaches to things. And so I really enjoyed that line because that line, whenever someone, and especially you just mentioned the YouTube stuff, sometimes you can read stuff about yourself on YouTube that really hurts you or cuts you deep and you've got to be like, I'm not going to respond. I don't always, like with YouTube, I do a better job than I've ever done in before. But Twitter sometimes people will address me in a certain way and if you follow me, you'll see me come back at people and that's me trying to like be like, trying to put up my walls or whatever and then I have to go back and be like, okay, what did I learn? What should I have learned here? So yeah. for me, that line always struck, strikes a chord with me and will resonate probably till I'm dead. Well, if anyone out there is doing that, look, he's a human. <laughs> you just learned that someone's yeah. a human that you're tweeting at. Maybe this is real. Yeah. <laughs> fear leads to anger, yeah. hate leads to suffering, fear of them maybe ruining Luke Skywalker in a way that you didn't want them. <laughs> See, we're all learning something. Uh, what turns you on about Star Wars? Oh, uh, for me, it's the uh, the purity of the pursuit. It is the the, seek, the seeking of balance, right? This this is what turns the, everything about that. Really, I really enjoy that about Star Wars. It is about trying to save the universe to create a better world for yeah. everyone, right? And so I really enjoy that when I watch the films. Yeah, the the Jedi battle, I mean, the laser, uh, I'm sorry, the lightsaber battles are great and the space battles are awesome. But for me, it's about what they're trying to do. And that always inspires me yeah. and I enjoy it very much. And, and Leia, I mean, fuck, Leia is so great. Leia is just... She's one of these characters, and we, you know, there's a picture there mm -hmm. of her, but like, she's one of these characters that I've always just absolutely adored and loved. And when you hear how much Carrie Fisher put into creating that character and rewriting her lines and all those things that she did to try to bring it to life, those are the things that turn me on about Star Wars. It's her pursuit and this desire to create a better world for everyone. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. Now, what turns you off about Star Wars? <laughs> and it, it can be, it doesn't necessarily have to be in the movies. Yeah. It's, it's just, it, it's all encompassing. I think what turns me off about Star Wars, and I hope, man, this is dangerous to say. You're going to be okay. You're going to be fine. You're in a you're, safe you're, space, space right, You're going to be fine. <laughs> you're fine. You're going to be fine. I, I think sometimes um, the, the, the fandom. Yeah. You're that's, not our first answer. Guess what? Okay, okay. Guess what? That's, that's the, the only one answer. That's the only answer we've ever gotten. So <laughs> yeah. see, it's okay. It's, and, and I don't mean it in a negative Delete way. Delete that comment. And I want to make sure this is clear because I want I, I, hopefully no one's turned off. Like, hear me out. It is only because... By responding in such a vitriolic way, you are going against the spirit of Star Wars. Yes. And that's what uh, breaks my heart when I see people get so upset about it, vitriolic, get mad. I get it that you f fear, once again, what Yoda says, you fear that ta they're taking away your childhood, the thing that you cared most about in your childhood. But if you listen to Yoda, that doesn't matter. Your memory is still precious to you and still exists and still as powerful. Whatever someone else does with it, whatever Ryan Johnson did with it, if you didn't like it, that's Ryan Johnson's version. It does not have to be yours. And that's what I try to, like, when people respond so negatively, it breaks my heart because it's like, it's too much. It's too much anger about something. First yeah. of all, this is all made up, right? Let's just start there. <laughs> it's all made up, but it's, but it's in real principles, real tenets and yes. mm -hmm. philosophical tenets. And so... You have to respect the spirit of the of the of the franchise and the property before you respond. And you could be upset, of course. You're a human being, be upset. But how you choose to convey that upset is your responsibility. And I think sometimes the fandom 
can get overwhelming because I'm like, well, why would I want to make something really good for you when this is your reaction? When don't, you be hux, <laughs> don't be a hux, bro. Don't be a hux, bro. Don't be a hux, bro. Don't be shouting. <laughs> you will bow to the first one. Don't be a hux, man. Don't be a hux. Uh, okay, so let's, let's can bring it. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? No. <laughs> let's bring it. We'll bring it back now to, to yeah. something a little more fun and like, If yep. you could have any job in the Star Wars universe, what job would it be? Are you fucking kidding? X-wing pilot. You, Love it. Are you kidding? That's that's a job. Live or die. Yeah. It's still badass. You go right in. Just running out. Like Poe Dameron. Yeah, running out with Poe. Jumping on helmets. Jumping out. Like those are some of my favorite scenes in Star Wars. When they're all like jumping into the cockpits and talking to me, doing the whole like doing the whole thing that and then taking off and what's your color call sign? Red, gold, blue. 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 It's my favorite color. So that'll be that'll be number sign. Six. Blue six. Yeah. Blue six, bitch. Blue six, Blue six. Blue six, standing by. Pretty badass, dude. What, what, uh, what job in the Star Wars universe would you absolutely not want to have? Whatever job. Oh, oh. what did I come up with the other day? Oh, the guy who has to empty the trash compact that they get stuck in in New Hope. The guy that has to go in there and empty all that shit out. Like, oh, God. So no sanitation. No sanitation. I can't do sanitation. Also, why is insane. there so much water in the Death Star garbage chute? <laughs> Anyone thought about that? I don't know that? that that's water. I guess I was saying. Pretty sure it's like no, trash no, and sewage. Yeah, sewage. But that's, that's a really strange way to store that stuff. Like, doesn't yeah. that feel like... We don't just all, yeah. the sewage and the dumpster doesn't go together <laughs> in real world. My second worst would be the Rancor, uh, the training of the Rancor. The I guy, I, yeah, that would, I would We get that, that one guy. a bit, yeah. quite a bit. The too. guy who's so sad. Yeah, when it all so goes. Sad. <laughs> he's so sad. <laughs> he's been raising that thing for how long? Oh. Finally gets oh. his chance and. <laughs> it's like in Star Wars, that's like your beautiful, huge lion getting middle, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Uh, what, so we know what job you would not want to have. What yeah. color would your lightsaber be? Ooh. Well, it's not going to be purple. Is it going to be blue? Yeah. 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 Navy blue. Ooh. Navy blue. Like a rich royal navy yeah, blue. Rich royal navy blue. Okay. Because so. I wouldn't want to wield it all the time. So when I wield, it would have to have a, st a stronger look. Yeah, you would want to be like, <laughs> you're like, you're like the teacher in school. You're yeah. like, fuck, you pissed off Mr. Roca. He never gets mad. The outlaw's about to come the out. The outlaw. <laughs> Dude, you have to really mess up. It's like, <laughs> you're like, oh no, the navy blue saber. All right, so you've got... Yep. Yo, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, but that black saber, lightsaber from the Mandalores and oh. the Rebels, dark saber. That dark saber is beautiful. I want to say MF and MF and beautiful. Yeah. I love that saber. Man. Maybe yours like, is oh. like navy, but that same yeah, kind it's of so texture. Yeah, so navy that it could be black. Yeah. So you've got your navy dark saber. Yeah. <laughs> Very powerful. You've you know you had to bust it out. You're fighting Darth Vader. Yeah. On the bridge in Cloud City, you're having this huge battle. Oh, investment. Thanks for bringing investment. that up. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. Cut your hand off. Yes. You drop your saber. You're yeah. swinging from the ledge. He can say one thing to John Roca that isn't "I am your father." What is he saying to you? And uh, do I have to have the same reaction as Luke? No. This no. is you. Oh, isn't it? Try, not, is not, try not to have try it make not, sense. Try not to have it make sense. <laughs> Anything. Wow. Uh. <laughs> oh shit! I don't know. That's a good. Like, what would? What have you had before? We've had everything live from live from New, from New, York, New York. It's Saturday, Saturday Night Live, too. <laughs> We've had... All right, do better, bitch. <laughs> that's, that's my answer. Do better, bitch. Do, <laughs> do better, bitch. That's fantastic. I'm, just, I'm motivated by people telling me to, 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 that I can't do something. So do better, bitch, makes me want to work harder. Awesome. Where can people find you online, John Roca? Oh, yeah, you guys always find me at the Roca Says on Twitter and on Instagram. And, of course, all the stuff on Collider that I do. I do have two other podcasts that I do, yeah. Outlaw Nation and the top ten show are also on the, all both on the SK Plus Podcast Network and the Cinephiles, which I do with my friend Steve Morris, which we, we talked about. Uh, we break down one classic film every week and talk about it for like two and a half hours. We explore all the technical aspects of it, the theme, explore uh, everything that the film, the legacy that film left. So we have a great time. Awesome. We'll grab all those links. We'll throw them yep. in the show notes so people can come check you out. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And remember, may the force be with you. Thanks for checking out the show, and if you liked what you saw, remember to hit subscribe. And if you're listening to us over on iTunes, please give us a five-star review. If you guys want to support the show, you can check out our merchandise shop. Every order that we sell goes right back into helping us make this show. And remember, tell your friends. May the force be with you.